Welcome to the podcast that challenges you from the inside. Come be more and discover the Agile Within. And now here's your host, Greg Miller. We are thrilled to announce that the Agile Within podcast is a gold, gold sponsor of Scrum Day. Join us on September 14th, 2023 at Alliant Energy in Madison, Wisconsin for this one-day conference. Prepare to be inspired by remarkable speakers, including the author of A Pocket Guide for Scrum, as well as the authors of Fixing Your Scrum. Get insights from afternoon keynote Dave West, the CEO of Scrum.org. Learn invaluable strategies from industry leaders on implementing Scrum in human resources, technology teams, and beyond. Don't forget to visit us at our booth at Scrum Day. Mark and I will be there. And get your tickets at www.scrumday.org for this incredible event. Look forward to seeing you. Stop by the booth. Mark and I will say hi, and we'll see you then. All right, welcome back to another episode, The Agile Within. It's Greg and Mark. And today we have uh, our guest. He is a tech entrepreneur. He's a CRO and managing partner at Jafton.com and also angel investor at Fathom AI. I want to welcome Sardor Akmanov. Hey, thanks for having me on, Greg. You also go by Sam, right? Is that true to call you Sam? Um, I prefer not to anymore. <laughs> no? Okay. Moving <laughs> <laughs> we'll away from that, yeah. Okay. Got it, moving away from that. So it's Sardor, got it. Yes. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. No, thanks for having me on, yeah. So now you're located, you were talking to me earlier, you're located in Miami, right? So you're, you're, uh, we're in Cincinnati here. So you're, you're down in Miami. So um, for our listeners who may not be familiar with, with you, maybe give us a little bit of a background. Uh, you have a pretty interesting background, I thought. So maybe just uh, give us a little bit of taste about what, what's got, what you're going, what's going on right now. Maybe a little bit about your history. Yeah. So Currently, uh, I manage uh, a tech business with a team of um, over 100 people. But, you know, I originally came to this country um, with pretty much nothing. I came here as a student um, nine years ago. Um, it's going to be nine years in August 25th this year. I came here for high school after receiving a pretty good scholarship to attend a high school in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, it was a private boarding school, very, very good school. Um, so my parents sent me there um, kind of like last minute when I was actually supposed to go to the UK to study because that that was like the um, uh, the dream so ever since I visited the UK. But this kind of happened by the leap of faith. And um, um, just, yeah, I, I came over here. I first, it was really hard to get accustomed, get used to it, but when you know you have no other choice, when you're in the corner, you kind of survive and you adapt. So I adopted, I became comfortable. I found friends here. I graduated from high school, went to the university. I went to New York Institute of Technology in, in New York, um, attended that for a year, originally thinking I need to study computer science and electrical engineering. Then I quickly realized it's all about self-awareness and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. So my, you know, the programming wasn't my strength, so to say. <laughs> so I moved away from that and um, went into business administration thinking, okay, at, le at least I can study business because I always knew I wanted to be a tech entrepreneur. But I also realized um, that in college, they don't really teach you entrepreneurship. They teach yeah. you 
business operations, how to be working in the business, which is great for most of the people. But if you know that you 100% you want to own the business and you want to run a business, then there's not too much value, especially for the type of tuition you pay there. So I, long story short, I dropped out uh, of college and I started taking, you know, before making my last decision, actually, I went into a specialized course um, at General Assembly, which teaches different tech courses. And I took product management. That's actually where I got introduced to uh, Agile and oh, different yeah. methodologies and Scrum. So, um, but it was more about like product ownership and, and, and higher mm-hmm. level than, yeah. you know, in the weeds. But I, I got introduced to that. And in parallel, I was also um, doing product management at at my mentor's company, who is currently actually my business partner. Um, so I started kind of interning there. And the year after that, I joined the company uh, in a business development role um, and worked my way up to co-owning the company. So, you know, I had two routes to, to go into business. I could either start my own business from scratch, take years to scale it up, or join a business that's already up and running, that's doing, um, you know, something in revenue and, and has profit and scale that business. So I chose the latter. And since then, we've scaled the company. I joined Jafton four years ago. And we were about 15 people. Um, and since then, we almost 10x the revenue. We're on track to to hit that this year. And uh, the team has grown almost 10x as well since then. So been a wild journey. Um, in the process, I've learned a lot. Um, you know, even though I didn't start the company from scratch, it was pretty much in a very much an infancy stage, right? Where right we, we were wearing a lot of hats you know right. right now it's much more structured much more you know departmentalized but back then it was i had to do the operations myself as well i had to project manage somewhere uh and do the sales and do a lot of different things so i was introduced to project managing through that as well um but right now i i i don't do that hands-on um i do have a few of my like pet projects um yeah. that I run that I product manage for but those are like very much a uh you know not a full-time thing or, or big team size management so yeah it's a little bit about myself you know that's where I'm at right now in life okay yeah well thank you yeah I, I can I can kind of relate it I don't know if it's the same but I, I I worked at a startup I don't know if you would consider what you did a startup I guess it kind of could be right maybe was, yeah yeah yeah, so I worked at a startup back in the early 2000s. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you're talking about the uh, not as much structure. Yeah, the not, not, it, not as not official departments, right? Just people doing, like you said, whatever it needs to be done, right? And I can I can definitely relate to that. And we eventually moved to Agile, too, at that company. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, maybe just a little bit. Also, you know, you're, you're at Jafton. What, is that, what does Jafton do? Help, help our listeners understand what, what oh, yeah. you guys do there. Yeah, so we are an outsourced software development agency. Anybody who wants to build uh, software, mainly we specialize in mobile development, but we do any kind of software generally. So companies come to us and I'll I'll give you an avatar of one of our clients. Um, It's a web-based CRM that has been successful in the market for over 10 years. And 
they've been only web-based. Now they want a mobile application. Their internal team has no capacity to build that mobile app. They don't want to hire a full-time mobile developer yet. So they come to us and they say, hey, we already have the web-based CRM built. Can you guys build us a mobile app and how much it will cost? Hmm. So we do the discovery phase and then we start out the development. And uh, as a matter of fact, we launched that mobile CRM three months ago and um, currently have a full-time team supporting that as well. That's one of our projects. And that, that's the type of business we do for our clients. Right. That's not, yeah. I, I worked, I worked with a lot of CRMs. That sounds like a lot of things I did too. Mobile. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the big thing, right? All everything's mobile right now. 100%. Um, so yeah, you mentioned earlier, you, you got exposure in college to agile and I assume, uh, I think we were talking earlier, you run some of your teams run agile currently now, right? Um, yes, correct. So we, we, we work in two different, um, two different, um, systems. One is when we, when we take the ownership of the product, we take it from the idea to launch. Another one is more of a staff augmentation where we just provide developers and the client clients, project management team manages them directly. So in those cases, it, it varies, right? Whatever the client prefers, but when it comes to us, yes, we do apply Agile and um, use, you know, we have Scrum Musters and yeah, uh, great, yeah, uh huh, awesome. How how big are your how big are your teams typically? Do you know your Agile teams, your Scrum teams? Um, varies uh, project by project. Uh, probably our largest was, I mean, the the entire team was about at the peak sixty people. Mm-hmm. But from our team, they they hired about 20 people, but they were doing staff augmentation, so we were not directly. Okay. Got um, it. Yeah, but but uh, other projects, anywhere from um, to take a specific project persona, that would be five people. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Or five yeah. people is, is like an average size. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. And now you um, you have locations, various cities around the world, correct? That's right. Yes. Yeah, and you work um, probably different time zones. And and one thing I wanted to wanted to dive into is about managing those distributed teams. I know that every company has challenges with that, and especially with COVID. And now that um, some folks are some companies are fully remote, some are hybrid, some have to be in the office. What is what is at Jafton there? How do you guys handle distributed teams? And what is like your um, I don't know, maybe you can give me your opinion or what is Jafton's policy on um, distributed teams and working with people that are offshore and coming into the office, things like that. Yep, totally. So prior to pandemic, almost everybody was mandated to work from office. And, you know, we had one tech lead, a CTO who was managing the whole team. And uh, even then, though, we used to um, use like time tracking, time management uh, software, which I'm going to dive into in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but after COVID, you know, during COVID, we were fully remote. And after COVID, we reopened our office, made it larger because the team grew. And now it's kind of hy- hybrid. There's no requirement to come to office, but a lot of people still do. Um, and our main development office is actually in Uzbekistan in, in Tashkent, where I'm from, mm-hmm. large campus. But we do have people in a lot of neighboring countries like Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, um, even some in Russia, but although a lot of Russians are now moving 
out of Russia and coming to Uzbekistan. We're accommodating them as well. Mm-hmm. It's a different story, but um, yeah, right. Yeah. But um, we have people in Israel as well, uh, in Ukraine still, even during this time. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of these teams, I mean, in that zone, they, they have very close um, time zones. So for them, it's not a problem. Um, although the problem appears when the project managers, most of our project managers are also offshore, right? A lot of mm-hmm. companies like us, they hire inshore project managers to be in the same time zone as the client. But w- what we did instead is we uh, we have hours that are usually up to 2 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern that our project managers work at um, and are available for our clients, right? For, for Zoom meetings, for Slack chats, mm-hmm. for reports, things like that. Like uh, core hours, kind of right. Like like nine to two is your core hours, I guess. Exactly, right? and yeah. and okay. during the, the rest of the hours, they they during the day they they work with the team to distribute the the, the tasks, mm-hmm. work with developers because developers do work in their own time zone, which is about nine to ten hours, depending on the time of the year, different than the yeah. US. So it, it's a pretty large difference, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, the way we tackled that was through having project managers on. Um, more or less Eastern time zone. At one point, by the way, we tried to shift everybody to Eastern time zone. And we told everybody, hey, oh. guys, you guys have to work on Eastern time zone. Everybody, including developers. And it was a huge, huge, um, you know, it was not received well. Right. So, so let, me, let me stop you there. So if I'm living in another country, a different time zone. So what you just said is you're, you ask those folks to switch their hours to match right. Eastern time zone. Okay. Yes, which still, you know, my, my part of my sales team is still there also, and they work Eastern time zone. And I realized that's not efficient even for salespeople that are much more highly motivated at times to, you know, work because they're commission-based. Um, but even for them, it's difficult. I, I tried myself, you know, when I was back home, mm-hmm. working Eastern time zone, it's extremely exhausting. So I'm actually yeah. moving, moving the sales team completely to, to the U.S. as well. Um, okay getting them visas uh, because I realized the efficiency is worth it. So yeah, but, but the way we also kind of create efficiency is when folks are not in the office, a lot of people are afraid of like, Hey, how am I going to control what they're doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people kind of just rely on like, you know, as long as the sprints are getting completed, mm-hmm. tasks are being completed, we don't care what hours you work. And I kind of agree with that, but not fully because um, what we realized, at least in our region, is it became a uh, sort of a norm to take at least two jobs, if not three. Mm. People just kind of take multiple jobs remotely and then just kind of you know work half-ass there, half-ass here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we what we require from our developers and everybody at the company is they, they use the software called time doctor which i'm not gonna lie it's pretty intrusive it not only tracks your time during work but also if you go on any website that's not work related it will Mm -hmm. flag that and also it randomly takes screenshots of the yeah uh, people's screens um some call it you know extreme a lot of agencies don't use that a lot of companies don't use that for us it's it, it gives efficiency we've mm-hmm. we've multiple times we've you know 
flagged and caught people just kind of not working and working not for mm-hmm. us. I mean, if they were correct, on, yeah, on, on, I, I, I think that's unethical. So at that scale that we're at, over 100 people, I think this has created more transparency for us mm-hmm. as the owners of the company and the managers. So that's what we use for for the you know control. So right. And the um, so I'm 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 sure the employees are aware that this time doctor is on their machines, correct? And what is going on? Yeah, right? they sign up for it. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. when we had a few exceptions when we had really good engineers and they wouldn't agree to use it, so we mm-hmm. worked out a deal where they don't turn on their screenshots. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a few exceptions for that, mm-hmm. um, but, and then we check like, if they're getting their complete tasks on time and everything, then then we're fine, right? We right. Know that we're working. Right. Mm-hmm. You can tell you without screenshots if somebody's like working full time or not. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can. I know what you're talking about there. I, I mean, I'm, I'm an agile scrum master myself, and I had a, a member of one of my teams years ago. The manager came to me and said, "Hey, exactly what you're talking about. The same. He was, he was in the U.S. I think he was in Indiana, maybe, and um, he was." he had a second job we found out and he, I guess the manager had found out he was suspecting something and he went in and checked like the logs or something and that mm-hmm. he was logging in from our company laptop mm-hmm. into this work for this other company, yeah. which was his first mm-hmm. mistake. That was a mistake right there. Right. You should, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do that, maybe use a different computer or something like that. Exactly. And, and they caught him and he did get terminated, unfortunately um, yeah. because of that. But I mean, yeah, it's a, it's like a, I mean, you want to trust people, right? It's a slippery slope, I guess. In my opinion, I mean, I, I, I know, I know where you're coming from as the owner of the company, you deserve to, to have them working for you when they say they are right. I mean, if they guys, what they do outside the office, you know, might be their thing. If they want to work in the evenings exactly. on a part-time thing, that might be better, right? You'd probably, you'd probably be more amenable to that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have an interesting, um, kind of, um, yeah finding on on outside of work hours as well so uh, one thing that um i wish i knew earlier and we used earlier is this year around our coo came up with this very smart strategy so because we know that people take second jobs anyways right outside of work mm-hmm. um and, and at times you know with agency you probably know the volume varies right sometimes you have a ton of clients sometimes you have less people are on bench so we at first we used to just hire more people whenever we get more volume but now what we do is instead of hiring more people we take same people and we pay them over time because we know that mm. they're for that anyway so they take a second job at jafton yeah <laughs> you know, and uh it's very good because when the volume's up we can incentivize them by paying them extra mm-hmm. to, to take other projects additional projects when the volume goes down we don't have to lay anybody off right that's what we had to do last year when we overhired, and then the volume went down at one point and we had to fire a lot of people and that was not good so right now we're kind of hedging against that by just kind of paying people extra for working extra and that's working out really well that's been really? probably one of the best decisions we've made yes that's great i like to hear that because that's um yeah, as you, obviously we've all heard what's been going on lately in the tech industry with 
I guess it sounds like there was over hiring in a lot of companies is what I'm hearing. I don't know who knows what the yeah. true story. Yeah. And they have to cut thousands, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We have experienced the same on a smaller scale, but uh, same thing happened. Okay. Well. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a great story. That, that's a great, a great, um, it's good to hear that, that you guys are doing that, that you're, you're thinking about that's that. Yeah. Strategy. Yeah. yeah. It gives them incentive, gives them some extra money. They don't need to go somewhere else. That's, that's really good. Exactly. Yeah. And for us, it makes it easier to, we already know also like these engineers are proven. We trust them. They mm-hmm. deliver. Why try to hire somebody else and take a gamble while we can just hire the same person twice, twice or, you know, <laughs> Right. Times. So, right. Um, it's a really good strategy. Yeah. That is great. So, yeah. So, as you, you said, you guys have grown, I think you said 10x in the beginning. Um, as you continue to grow, how do you see, like, you're, you're going to add more? I'm sure you're going to obviously add more people eventually, maybe even more, lo- more locations. I don't know. But how do you see being able to, like, the tool you mentioned and manage uh, from different areas? How do you see that you're like um, scaling that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think probably the same way for the foreseeable future until we, I'm not saying this system is perfect, you know, just what's mm-hmm. been working for us. Sure. Uh, but we're always open to new things. And, um, our goal is actually long-term to, to productize our own business, um, to mm-hmm. not always be tied to a service because the service business is great. It, it pays well, but it, it, it's very hard to scale. So we're currently working on a few products that are going to be complementary to our agency. And I believe once we productize and become more of a product-based company where your revenue coming in is not tied to, you don't have to hire more people basically if you double your revenue um, mm-hmm. in a product, right? In a SaaS versus an agency. At that point, I believe we could probably loosen up a little bit in terms of um, the in terms of the control and maybe mm-hmm. try different tactics. But right. I don't know what those gonna what those are gonna be yet. So Yeah, yeah. But you said earlier you're I guess you I guess I don't know if I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I guess you if it were up to you, you'd rather not have to do that, right? Correct. Yeah, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Uh because yeah. I, I personally wouldn't feel good about that. Um although Maybe it would motivate me, or, or at least keep me, uh, keep, keep me uh, kind of, yeah, you know, more, um, and yeah, more focused on work mm-hmm. rather than anything else. But yeah, I, I prefer not to just because of how it's received. Uh, but because this has been the the thing that's been working for us, we keep it as a sure. kind of a legacy system. Mm-hmm. But I'm open. Yeah, exactly. If the, I'm, I'm sure there's better ways to do it. Or if not, there will be better ways right. to do it. Because right. I'm sure like they don't do that at Google. Um, people still right. work. But I mean, when you have those enormous profits also like Google, you probably don't have to do that. Exactly. People working half day and that's fine. Uh, we can't. We operate on a slim margin and we mm-hmm. have to, fortunately, like, squeeze out the max out of people. Right. Um, so to say, yeah. Yeah. So are there any other tools like that that you use? Or is that the the main tool that you kind of use to help you manage the teams? Uh, I mean, this one is like more of kind of a non-standard. That's why I kind of mentioned that. Okay. that everything else is kind of standard stuff. Every, everybody uses like Slack, Jira, hmm. and, you know, Zoom, obviously. 
Yeah. Um, we tried monday.com, but I, I, I realized also one other thing about software is that try not to use too many different things because every new software you add to your stack requires a learning curve sure. and people are gonna it's gonna take time you're gonna have to like check and check and check yet again to make sure people are using that that's what happened with us when we tried to use monday.com and we eventually just kind of sunsetted that and not using yeah. it anymore and what we did is we tried to do everything around jura what people are already using right mm -hmm. uh, same thing I'm, I'm doing right now with the calls i'm consolidating what i'm using somewhere else to what i'm using currently so uh, another example is we use ring central in our sales department to make calls it's a voice over ip software but i just last week i got reached out by zoom that said hey we are offering voice over ip their pricing was much better mm -hmm. but the main reason I, i'm switching to zoom right now is because i want we're already using zoom why use zoom and ring central right we can use zoom in one place as a matter exactly. of fact they they apparently had a calendar as well so i told mm. them hey let's use this calendar because we were using motion mm -hmm. um and and yeah so i think another thing is project managers company owners should try to consolidate software in as little places as possible for the efficiency even simple thing as switching tabs from one another onto another and learning the new ux of the new software is painful you know I'm yeah. doing the same with HubSpot CRM as well. As many things as possible, I'm trying to consolidate and bring bring back to to HubSpot as an app instead of a standalone software outside right. of HubSpot. Mm -hmm. Just because switching tabs again, it just you just lose information, you lose time. It's, it's it inefficient. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Even even like with this podcast, there's I was using a couple different things, and I was like realized the one I'm using here. I used a different one to do calls and then this one to edit now. And like you, I was like, oh, I can do it over here. So yeah, it's so much easier to exactly. yeah, consolidate. I totally agree with you on that. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sarder, this has been great. I don't know anything else you can offer to the teams to, sorry, to our listeners about. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it because I got to actually talk more specifics around work instead of just in a lot of these podcasts I go to with it's fine but like i, I talk mm -hmm. more business and it's kind of the same yeah i, I enjoyed like talking more specific work related stuff yeah uh, if anybody um wants to wants to get an advice on structuring remote teams or help you know they need help with anything in their agency uh, my expertise is mainly still sales rather than mm -hmm. project management but you know because i worn many hats like i said you know i do have that experience as well so yeah, i would be happy to assist any of the listeners here Great. in that you can reach out to me at sardor at jafton.com and uh we can discuss yeah Great. Yeah. And I'll put that, I'll put all that in the show notes too. So folks can get a hold of Sardor. So I'll put your, uh, is it okay if I put your LinkedIn? People yeah, can... totally. Please. Okay. Yeah. Put you on the LinkedIn. I, I connected with you recently. I'll put your LinkedIn. I'll put your uh, Sardor at jafton.com. I'll put that in there. So great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Sardor. Really appreciate it today. So I uh, yeah, hope everyone me. enjoyed it. Yep. Hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, 
This has been Mark and Greg for The Agile Within. We'll talk to you later. 